millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Mr. Bradley, Ms. Willis, as always, you're listening to Red Pill 78. My name is Zach Payne, and welcome to the show. Hope you guys are having a great day. If you wouldn't mind, do me a favor. I'd sincerely appreciate it. Hit that like button on your way in. If you've already hit it, then... Maybe you could help us out by sharing the show. Put it out there for us on your favorite social media platform. Today we are going to be discussing the very uncomfortable testimony of one Terrence M. Bradley. Actually, I don't even know if M is his middle name, but it totally made sense when I said it in the moment. Fanny Willis and Nathan Wade, they have got to be very uncomfortable right now. Because not only are they screwing the pooch on the biggest case of their lives, they're also destroying their own careers. Terrence Bradley, I mean, you know, he is running the risk of getting some uh, ethical violations as well. Because he seemed to have a very poor memory. Although, typical type of lawyer. There also seemed to be a little bit of... Uh, I don't know, coaching and collusion between the district attorneys, attorneys and Mr. Bradley, the attorney. So sit back, relax and grab your popcorn. We're going to talk about this and so much more in just a moment. Well, if you're one of the people out there with wrinkles, fine lines, or the other signs of aging showing up on your body and face and they're starting to get worse, it may be more than just New Year's stress. Because wrinkles and other typical marks of aging are one of the biggest signs that your collagen levels are detrimentally low. 
It becomes more crucial with each passing year to get collagen into your diet as soon as possible so you can save your skin and keep what you have. This is why myself, along with thousands of other people, are starting to use multi-collagen to renew and revitalize the way they look and feel. This collagen uniquely provides your body with five different types of collagen from four different food sources, whereas other collagen supplements are only going to provide maybe two. It's formulated to help reduce the visible signs of aging, reduce wrinkles, promote a youthful glow, promote elasticity, and promote skin hydration. Now, you can experience the incredible benefits of multi-collagen today at an exclusive 53% discount. Plus, you're going to get four free bonuses, like a free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, free new ebook entitled The 14 Foods for Amazing Skin, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, plus you're going to get free shipping. So don't miss out on this amazing offer. Order now for an incredible 53% off by going to my special website, healthwithredpill.com. Once again, that's healthwithredpill.com. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good afternoon. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. Thank you so much for being here as always. I just had a heck of a day catching up on the testimony of one Terrence Bradley, the former law partner of Nathan Wade, the paramour, the lover, the young gentleman taking care of the needs of one district attorney, Fannie Willis of Fulton County, Georgia. Uh, big shout out over here. First of all, on Pilled to Cyber X Speed. Thank you, brother. He says, I just finished Baseless Conspiracies. I got a feeling next week that will extend or be a part two. It absolutely is going to end up being a part two. There's still so much more to talk about. And you know, the, the difficult part when I'm putting those shows together is like trying to figure out what information to put in there. Because nine times out of 10, I know that there is more than two hours of information there. So then do I break it up into, you know, multiple segments? Uh, and then even more daunting than what I put into the show is what I might leave out of the show because I am not naive enough to believe that I know absolutely everything there is to know about every subject. Undoubtedly, uh, there's going to be something that I don't find or perhaps I've forgotten. And when I did the, the meetup last week, I had a couple of people ask me, you know, how do you remember all of this stuff? And I have to be honest. I mean, this is all I do. Uh, if I'm not on the air with you guys, I am actively researching stuff and I love to read. I've always loved to read. Uh, so, there is a, a point at which I turn off my phone and I stop doing this, stop researching, stop reading. And, of course, that's when I'm spending time with Lisa. She's probably going to be in the chat saying that I still don't do it enough. But, you know, I feel like I've gotten much, much better than I used to be. So, anyways, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for uh, sending your messages. Thank you for your support. Uh, and, of course, if you do want to reach out to me, you can do so through my website. It's redpill78news.com. There's a contact page. There is a contact box. There's a couple of different options. If you need help with your membership, if you just have a general message that you want to send, if you want to sponsor the program, you put it in there in that specific way. And then I will reply to you given time and also the necessity based upon the message. Uh, and then you can also email just my proton redpill78 at proton.me or protonmail.com. Either way, it goes to the same inbox. Uh, let me also say thank you to our friend Anarchist Owl over here on Rumble. He says, similar to Stargate SG-1 name for Camelus. I vote we call Kamala old camel ass. I just caught the rerun yesterday when you called Letitia L.A. Tits. 
<laughs> L.A. tits up. Yeah, that wasn't even me. That was someone in the chat. <laughs> oh, it was too funny. I thought it was a perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Um, Letitia James, if you guys ever noticed, she's wall-eyed. Like, she's got one eye that goes one direction and one eye that goes the other direction. And um, I don't know if it's just the angle that she's getting photographed at, because I know that, you know, I've had pictures taken before where it looked like I was looking in two different directions. Um, but I don't know. I'm just wondering if anybody else had, had caught that. All right. So we're going to be starting out today with an article from my compatriots over here at uh, Badlands Media. Let me just figure out which one of these buttons I need to push. It's that one. OK, so. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, they, for a while over here on Badlands, they've been putting together, um, hot takes on news stories of the day. Just recently, we've re- we've had individuals writing original articles based upon stories and exactly what's going on. So this one, uh, our friends at the America First Legal Organization is suing the Federal Election Commission, uh, largely because the FEC is refusing to treat the Biden campaign and the Democratic National Committee in the same way that they would more than likely treat the Trump campaign or the RNC. In this instance, it's in regards to that illegal dissemination of that infamous letter of 51. That was the letter that came from the intelligence community, uh, which stated pretty unequivocally that the Hunter Biden laptop story had all of the hallmarks of Russian, Russian disinformation. Now, I'm sure I don't have to tell you guys something can have the hallmark of something, but that doesn't mean that it originated from something. You know, I can take a look at a story that is reported on any mainstream media platform, and it may be 100 percent true. But just based upon the crazy world we live in may have all of the hallmarks of disinformation. But I just didn't know the story. And so perhaps uh, I thought incorrectly. However, in this instance, we had the DNC. Biden for president, the Biden Victory Fund and the Biden Action Fund failing to report and 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 and, and tell people about their direct and indirect contributions, essentially the coordinated effort to put together this list of 51 current and former intelligence community specialists, professionals from the CIA and a variety of other intel agencies. And they put out that letter of 51, uh, which told the world that the Hunter Biden laptop story was fake news. Well, by not correctly reporting their in-kind donation to help the Biden campaign. Uh, this is, my friends, in, in violation of the Federal Elections Commission. So evidently, uh, America First and other groups have attempted to bring this to the attention of the FEC to get them to take action on it. Well, that lack of action is what leads us to this lawsuit that they filed yesterday. So the 51 anti-Trump former intelligence officials that released this statement in October, October 19th of 2020, just a couple of days after my account was deleted, it denounced the Hunter Biden at laptop and the story itself as Russian disinformation. Uh, And, of course, uh, Joe Biden and the entire Biden crime family was deeply involved in having that letter produced and then getting it out to the public. So that original public statement was written by Mike Morrell. He did it because Anthony Blinken asked him to. Who at the time, Anthony Blinken, was a campaign staffer for Joe Biden. He is currently being rewarded with the position of secretary of state. I don't know. Maybe I should rethink that. I don't know that it's necessarily a reward to have a position of that level 
working for Joe Biden or anyone associated with his orbit. Uh, but this lawsuit shows that uh, Joe Biden, who was a presidential candidate at that time, uh, made the claim in that debate against Donald Trump on October 22nd of 2020 that it was Russian disinformation. And he pointed directly to the letter of 51. Now, according to the lawsuit coming from uh, uh, the the organization uh, and America First Legal, uh, they stated that these 51 former and current intelligence officials uh, was not merely sparked by the Biden campaign, but it directly served as a platform for Joe Biden to gain media attention. It drew the attention away from the Hunter Biden laptop story. I can't tell you at the time, contemporaneously to this letter coming out, how many people came up to me or called me or texted me and said, I read a letter from the 51 intelligence officials. They said it was Russian disinformation. Okay, well, you know, they didn't say it was Russian disinformation. They said it had the hallmarks, which was an insinuation. Language is so important, so vitally important to understand what people say, how they are saying it, and exactly how that language is delivered. So the the statement was obviously intended to sway the election away from Donald Trump, to make the American people believe that it would even be plausible for Joe Biden to be elected despite all the criminal and damaging information that was on that laptop. Now, I'm not going to tell you that 81 million people voted for Joe Biden. However, the officials that made that statement provided cover for Joe Biden so that when they stole the election for him, it appeared as if the American people had bought what they were selling. Now, mandates, federal mandates show that the cost and beneficiaries of a coordinated communication made to the public because that public statement was produced and disseminated using resources from the Biden campaign. It must be distributed in the media at the campaign's request, and it has to be reported. None of that stuff was done, except for the fact that the Biden team were directly responsible for the creation of that letter. All right. Now, uh, speaking of plausible deniability for Joe Biden, he is stepping out of the basement. He's doing his whistle stop tour because, you know, it is campaign season. He is pretending to be campaigning. And he had quite the night, I guess, that he went on a late night show Someone who I didn't even know was still working in the uh, in the field. But while he was there, he had a couple of gaffes. First of all, him and Seth Meyers like went out publicly and Biden was chomping ice cream the whole time. Uh, yeah. Have you guys ever noticed? I mean, it's like his favorite thing to do. And I've heard, uh, you know, don't quote me because I haven't actually been to a nursing home and, and fed ice cream to people with dementia. But I mean, this is a favorite pastime for people. I mean, it uh, obviously ice cream is very pleasurable. It tastes delicious. Uh, you know, there's the mouthfeel that comes along with it. And Joe Biden seems to be obsessed with it, not to mention that it's an excellent lure for children. And, you know, that's not me speaking on behalf of my experience, but it just seems to be something that Joe Biden tends to use asking 12-year-old girls if they want to go get an ice cream cone. It's the, it, it's the Washington, D.C. equivalent of a white van pulling up to the side of the road. So Joe Biden campaigned for pretty much the first time in the 2024 season, walked around New York with Seth Meyers. Uh, of course, uh, we have a lot of crazy things happening in the world. He also revealed classified information about the hostage negotiations that are taking place uh, between Israel and Hamas. That was a major gaffe. 
And Seth Meyers, to his credit, actually confronted Joe Biden about his age. He asked him what he thought about it, suggested that there is a lot of Americans out there who like like honestly, and, and they have reason to there's they have a problem. They understand Joe Biden, his advanced age, his failing mental faculties. It certainly presents a a a, a, a a layer of unbelievability if they do steal the election again. So let's go ahead and take a listen uh, to Seth Meyers questioning Joe Biden about his mental fitness. Concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't remember his wife's name. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> number one. <laughs> it's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American p- positions. And um, and I really mean this sincerely. The, uh, I think it's about war- about the future. And everything, every single thing we've done, I think we've got some good things done. Everything, and we, they told us we couldn't get them done because things were so divided. And uh, but I think everything, everything we've gotten done, he's just friendly stated he wants to do away with if he gets elected. And I really think his views on where to take America are older than anyway. I don't get <laughs> you talked about bipartisanship. So Joe Biden literally forgot his train of thought in the midst of giving reasons why he thought that Donald Trump's mental fitness was the thing that should really be in question. Donald Trump is not taking not trying to take us back to like the civil rights era or something like that. Uh, America is a Judeo-Christian nation. It's founded on certain principles, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, but law and order. If Donald Trump wants to take us back to a state Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. ...of law and order in the United States then obviously I'm all for it. I would say that the vast majority of the American people are all for it as well, considering the fact that Joe Biden's open borders policy, his uh, tendency to let drug dealers, rapists, murderers free into the interior of the United States through that porous southern border, and then you know says nothing about the many millions more that never even come into contact with any federal officials. Uh, He has put every single American life at risk. Uh, And every single day we hear another story about a bright American light snuffed out at the hands of a violent illegal gang member, a, a, a sadistic rapist or killer abducting girls, raping them, hog tying them, leaving them to die, stabbing them, beating them to death. I mean, the list goes on and on. I I mean, I don't even like covering them here on the show, because if I did, it would be a daily segment. I will happily remind the American people that none of us are safe. Every single one of us is at risk. As long as this man, whoever he is, no matter what he says, he is not doing anything to keep America safe. Now, just for a comparative sake, I'm going to play for you now a clip from Donald Trump's speech at CPAC. Over the weekend. And you'll tell me, what do you feel? My wife, our great first lady, she was a great friend. People loved her. People loved her. Oh, look at that. Wow. Mercedes, that's pretty good. Yeah, she's good. So Donald Trump mentions his wife, but he's actually in the process of pointing out Mercedes Schlapp, who's right out there in front. Uh, Now, uh, of course, they jumped on that to try to pretend that Joe Biden has a better memory than Donald Trump because Donald Trump supposedly forgot his wife's name. But that's not what he's talking about. Um, Every single clip that you see of Joe Biden is pretty much exactly the same. 
He has difficulty speaking, difficulty formulating a sentence, uh, stringing together ideas and putting them into a contextual form. Joe Biden is far past his prime. And what he was saying, even while he was on Seth Meyers program, he was reading off of a teleprompter. I mean, you could see that, you know, he's looking in this direction. They probably had a monitor just to the the right of Seth Meyers, and he still had issues figuring out what he was talking about. You know, he, he likes to come across as uh, as friendly, as folksy. He tends to change his personality depending on who he's speaking to. It's most obvious when he's speaking to someone who is uh, a, 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 a minority of some sort. He tries to take on some sort of affectation. It's really offensive. It's it's a uh, it's a pretty disgusting line that he uses every single time. And my point in saying all of this is that we're not alone in recognizing this. The vast majority of America recognizes this as well. Now, we have a lot of anxiety about the younger generations and the generation that is Generation Z. That would be 18 to 24 years old. You know, these are a lot of kids who grew up on uh, TikTok and the like short form content. Uh, More importantly, though, they were growing up under the specter of diversity equity and inclusion, the DEI racket, uh, trying to brainwash them and push them into a state of mental confusion. Um, You know, I would say that the explosion of uh, transgenderism that we've seen, they would be considered among this block. And then also the, the generation that just came before that, the younger of that generation, they'd also be in that same block. So like, you know, 18 to, to 30, we'll say. However, Gen Gen Z is also among some of the most based people that I've seen and that I've met here in the United States. You know, there's this whole new red pill movement that started in this younger generation. And, you know, it's not so much built around, um, you know, like like deep uh, issues uh, that are being hidden, you know, not so much the conspiratorial aspect or what people would consider conspiratorial, but really just the idea that everything's a lie, uh, that you're trapped in the matrix and the only way to get out is to reject it. It's the controllers, the people who are running the matrix that are trying to destroy Donald Trump. And so it should be no surprise that this younger generation, although there may be many lost among them, uh, the the approval rating for Donald Trump is higher with them than any other age group. That really says something. So I've said on a number of occasions, I am afraid for this younger generation. Perhaps I should be more afraid for the generation that comes after Generation Z, because Generation Z uh, appears to be very, very fond of Donald Trump. Now, how do we know this? Well, there was a a recent study done by Harvard uh, that found 57 percent of voters approved that the job that President Trump did as president. Only 41 percent disapproved. When you broke that approval rating down by age group, 64 percent of Gen Z voters approved of the job that President Trump did as president. So these are, you know, some kids who were unable to vote for President Trump the first time around. Certainly, they would have had a better life under those first four years, despite the BS that came along with the covid pandemic. Maybe their parents lost their job when Joe Biden became president. Uh, Maybe they just saw that their life was starting to slowly slip away as a result of the policies of this crooked authoritarian regime. So these results could be a fair sign of warning for Joe Biden. Uh, 
he's not going to be reelected. I, I, I don't think that there's anybody out there who believes that Joe Biden truly has a chance in hell of winning this election come November. But the more young people, the voters that Joe Biden most attempts to court, swap over and make the active decision to vote for Donald Trump, uh, the less and less and less likely it becomes that they'll be able to psyop the American people yet again. So among young voters that were crucial, they say, to Joe Biden's victory in 2020, this is Gen Z and millennials, uh, they initially supported Biden over Trump by a margin of 20 points in that election in 2020. Can't tell you how many of those people were legitimate, live, real voters. But the age group with the second highest approval rating for President Trump's uh, uh, opinion in this, this Harvard study were respondents aged 54 to 64. Uh, and then that was followed by 25 to 34 and 35 to 44. 60 percent for the 55 to 64, 58 percent for 25 to 44. So. In a separate poll that was released by Axios, it showed that Biden only was slightly favored over Trump by voters between 18 and 34. 52 percent chose the president and then 48 percent chose Trump. Obviously, once again, we know that these polls tend to be weighted in favor of the Democrats, in favor of the left. So any poll that we show where it's either this close or Donald Trump is clearly the favorite among the two, you can bet that number's even higher. So they believe that Biden has been hurt uh, among younger voters based upon his his stance uh, on Israel. Now, it's funny. he He's kind of had this sort of like, you know, hands off approach. He says that he supports Israel, but then he's also supporting Hamas. It's a very strange position for him to be in. Uh, it's ironic because uh, the the distance that has been uh, been driven between two sides of every issue is largely due to Biden and the left. And so he's in an impossible position right now. Uh, either support Hamas and you're a Nazi and a terrorist or support Israel and you're a Nazi and an oppressor. Uh, and you absolutely love to see it. Uh, LKW Cross says, I'm going to give you 1600 anyway, but Pilled is buffering again. You are so great. God bless. I am so sorry to hear that. Thank you very, very much for that generous donation. And then also thank you to Porpoiseful. Sean Joe and Nakaz 808. I totally appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. All right. So this is another important aspect of why Donald Trump is so necessary coming November, why Donald Trump is so popular among the American voters. For the very first time in history, my friends, we have hit a landmark move. A majority of the American public want a border wall for the very first time in history. You know, we've always said, build the wall. Donald Trump said, build the wall. Hold on. If I can find the build the wall clip, then I'll go ahead and play it. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where it is. Um, Anyways. So a border wall has always been necessary because it was completely wide open. People were able to come and go essentially as they pleased. Uh, The open nature of our southern border encourages drug trafficking, encourages human and child trafficking. Uh, And now that they've spent three years under the specter of Joe Biden's open borders policy, uh, and every one of us is in danger in one fashion or another, some of us uh, have been victimized, not myself, but I'm saying, you know, collectively, I mean, I see it again every single day. 
People now have changed their mind on the need for a wall. You've even got uh, the the mainstream media talking about shoring up the southern border. Uh, Three years of living under the specter of Joe Biden's open borders policy is what it took. And I I know that we have said this so many times before. For years, people like us were saying, we got to build the wall. We need a wall. Donald Trump said, I'm going to build a wall. He almost did it. Of course, Joe Biden stopped it before it was finalized. And now, after three years, the vast majority of America are saying the exact same thing. You must build a wall. If you want to be a free and fair nation, if you want to be a safe and secure nation, you simply cannot have open borders, which allows for criminals, drug dealers and traffickers to come pouring over that border. Because what are they going to do when they get here? They're going to take advantage of the dumb officials who allowed them to come on over. They're going to take advantage of every law that they possibly can in New York City. Spoke about this recently. Uh, Mayor New New York Mayor Eric Adams was going to allow illegal immigrant families to move into a vacant luxury high rise in Harlem. And the rent in New York City is out of control. Uh, for a single studio apartment, it's something like $2,600. For a three or four bedroom apartment, it's close to five or $6,000. Most people are unable to afford the rents. And so what you end up having is people who work in one area, live in another area, and they're forced to commute quite a long distance, or they're forced to pile up a ton of people into a small apartment. Housing is in short supply. Landlords are kicking people out so that they can raise the rates and they can move in these white liberals with lots and lots of money. Instead of giving these apartments to the people of Harlem who are already hurting, instead they were going to covertly move families of illegal immigrants into this building. This was a nice building. We're talking like granite countertops, marble on the floor, a swimming pool, an exercise area. And of course, these illegals were never going to have to pay for it. They might have a 60-day window on which they need to find other accommodations. But let's be honest, most of them are just reapplying and then they end up in another, quote, shelter. But the people of Harlem are paying attention. Uh, Migration is what this country was founded on. However, it was legal migration. What's happening right now is an illegal invasion. And so the American people understand it must have a wall. We must build this wall. The destruction, the criminality, the dangerous nature of our gang-ridden country – Stuffed to the gills with Central American criminals and uh, people that have been let out of prisons in places like Venezuela. Uh, It has changed the mind of even the staunchest liberal, not to mention Joe Biden's failed economic policies, the the massive spending that we're forced to do on these illegals Uh, foreign policy that's resulted in the uh, complete devastation of the United States on the world stage. And, of course, the persecution of his political enemy, the likely next president of the United States of America. I won't even say likely the next president of the United States of America, Donald Trump. All of those things matter. But as I've said before, pretty much every issue in the United States right now comes back to that southern border. Ten million known illegal aliens have walked into the United States through that Mexico border since Joe Biden took power. And probably at least 10 million more 
were able to get through without ever having to speak to anyone. We have no idea, no clear cut concept of just how broad and how big this this problem is. And this is why Donald Trump is going to engage in mass deportation when he gets here. Uh, big is that big D 11 Dolores 72 Zach, my family who have come in legally from Mexico are fuming. And this is the thing. This is the really, really offensive part, because, as I said, America was founded on migration. We had a, a, a pretty great migration system. You know, you want to emigrate to the United States. Great. You know, you go through the process. You, you do all the paperwork. You get your visa, get your green card, whatever it is, and you apply for your citizenship. But there's a cost. Okay, and it was set up this way to make sure that the people who came to the United States really wanted to be here. They wanted to integrate into the fabric of this nation. When you have people who essentially they they need not spend anything, all they have to do is just walk for a couple of weeks until they get across that border. And then once they get here, they're being given card American Express cards. Uh, they're being given bridge cards. They're given a free place to to live, uh, places to work, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's a slap in the face to every other person who came here legally and who paid the price, who sacrificed to come here. It's not a sacrifice to come here illegally. Maybe they left their homes. Maybe they left their families. But that's a that's a choice they made. All right. Likely they could have done it the right way if they wanted to. But they know because of Joe Biden, there was no point. <laughs> why, why would they do it legally when they can just walk right in or, or they can just hop down uh, from Canada into the United States? There isn't a single country in the history of the world that has had open borders and has survived and there has never been a situation like what we have right now. Millions of illegal aliens annually coming across that border, documented and undocumented. Never in the history of the country, never in the history of the world has that ever happened. So the House Committee on Homeland Security have estimated that the cost of housing and caring for all of these illegal aliens and the so-called asylum seekers is somewhere around $450 billion. That is an obscene amount of money. Now, you think about how much money that is and how many needs we already have in this country, the needs of legal and permanent residents. You know, what could have been done with that money? I mean, never mind that it, probably a good portion of it never should have been spent in the first place, and we need to get rid of the bloat and the waste and all these federal agencies that exist for the sole reason of uh, uh, of generating profits, uh, of justifying their own budgets. But all that money could have been used perhaps on infrastructure, perhaps on veterans assistance programs, perhaps on education. Uh, what about development of industry, business here in the United States of America? You know, we went from producing everything. We, we were a nation of, of industry and commerce, and now we're a nation of services. You know, things that you can easily farm out to uh, someone working for half the cost or less who's living in another country. Um, It's unsustainable. And it's something that we're going to have to address when Donald Trump comes back into office. This is also something that I just it cannot continue. I've heard about a number of different cases uh, in the last, you know, eight years or so of. Trump family members and people associated with the Trumps uh, receiving what 
turns out generally to be nothing, but at any point could be a dangerous substance. Uh, Don Jr., uh, his home down here in Florida, he received a letter with a white powder and then, of course, a death threat. Now, you don't see any Democrats getting in trouble for this. And if they do, well, they're not going to be widely publicized. Uh, And to be fair, you also don't see Republicans sending white powder to Democrat politicians or to the children of politicians. But this is not the first time it's happened. And I don't remember anybody getting arrested previously. But this is the United States of freaking America. Remember the Federal Bureau of Investigation, like the the investigative criminal agency. I know that's a joke. (laughs) The FBI doesn't do much other than going after people who identify as Trump supporters. So a hazmat team was called down to Don Jr.'s Jupiter, Florida. I didn't know he lived in Jupiter. That's not that far. Uh, After the former president's son received a letter containing white powder and a written death threat. So let's take a look. It's just become a little bit too commonplace that this sort of stuff happens, Don Jr. told the Daily Caller. Clearly, if this happened to a prominent Democrat, it wouldn't be tolerated. It would drive the news coverage for weeks. The media would blame all Republicans and force them to answer for it. But since it's me, radical haters on the left will largely get a free pass and the media will barely flinch. Now, as far as I know, they have not identified this white powdery substance. Likely, as I said, even though it's happened before, it ended up being nothing. It wasn't anthrax or anything. Uh, I think the CIA already used up their supply of secret government anthrax after 9-11 when they actually sent it out to a variety of politicians who were refusing to sign the uh, the Patriot Act. And then they blamed it on uh, a a scientist who had nothing to do with it. Mm. Honey, can you hear me? I need some coffee. So the test of the substance thus far has come up inconclusive. We, We don't know what it is. They haven't said what it is. But of course, officials have just taken all the precautions because, you know, it's likely one of these times it is going to be a deadly substance. You have to ask yourself in a world a first world nation like we have here. How is it that people can get this sort of stuff into the mailbox of Don Jr. or Eric or Ivanka or Tiffany? How is it? How is it that that keeps happening? I mean, I don't think anybody needs to think too long and hard about it. It happens because they want it to happen. Now, if you go back to February of 2018, We had another letter addressed to Donald Trump. That was another unknown white powdery substance. This one was sent to his Manhattan apartment. Uh, His wife at that time was Vanessa Trump. She was hospitalized. I never heard anything more about that. So I don't know if maybe it was perhaps drugs or something like that. Um, That one was Daniel Frizzello of Beverly, Massachusetts. He was arrested for sending uh, that threatening letter. Don't remember hearing anything more about uh, Daniel Frizzello. Of Beverly, Massachusetts. So, you know, just as for shits and giggles, guys, let's go ahead and look up Daniel. I'd like to see what Daniel's up to right now. Do you think he's in prison? Ah, he was released while awaiting trial. Oh, look at that. And he's got. <laughs> look at that. We are Orlando. He's from Orlando. And he. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's had he's had a history of issues, guys. What do you think? Of course I tip. 
<laughs> of course I tip. What are you talking about? I mean, Lisa, you know, I'm not giving. I take care of everything. Okay, I take care of her. Don't worry about that. All right. Beverly Mann released while awaiting trial for hoax letters. He agrees. He reached a plea agreement in this hoax letters case. Let's see. What was his? Pro- oh, he get he got probation. Isn't that funny? Does that surprise anyone? Man who sent powder to Trump's sons and others gets five years probation. Daniel Frazello. Oh, he's developmentally disabled, guys. Well, he wasn't developmentally disabled enough to know (laughs) that sending a letter with a death threat and a white powdery substance was probably not a good idea. So he was from Massachusetts. Uh, He sent letters to both of the Trump sons. Antonio Sabato Jr. and Senator Debbie Stabenow. Why did he send one to Debbie Stabenow? Also a law professor. Maybe he sent Debbie Stabenow and the law professor letters to make it look like he wasn't a leftist. However, the judge declined to send Daniel to prison. You know how unlikely it is that if if a, if a Republican had done this, that they wouldn't have ended up in prison and, and for a lot longer than five years. So. He's 25 years old. He's developmentally disabled. He would not respond well to incarceration. But they said the sentence wasn't lenient. Do not understand. Do not underestimate how serious I am treating your crimes. The judge said he was also ordered to serve his first year of probation on home confinement. He's been banned for the full five years from accessing the Internet. Can you imagine being off the Internet for five years? You get back on and you're like, oh, my God, the world is on fire. Let's see. He pled guilty. He thanked the judge for not imprisoning him. Said the past year has been hell for his family. I bet it was. They were looking for a three-year prison sentence. Yeah, he had uh, many chances to not go ahead with this. Ah, here we go. She called 911. She was briefly hospitalized. She was coughing and felt nauseous. He also sent white powder to Trump during the 2016 presidential campaign. That his father must drop out of the race or the next letter wouldn't be fake. So that's funny. He didn't get caught in 2016. They did finally catch him in 2018, probably only because it was the second infraction. Uh, Debbie Stabenow. Now, I'm no fan of Debbie Stabenow. Don't get me wrong. She's a she was or maybe she is still a U.S. senator from Michigan. Uh, Michelle Dauber, Stanford University law professor. Uh, she promoted an effort to recall California Judge Aaron Persky. Why, why does this kid care about California politics? Uh, and, of course, Antonio Sabato Jr., he was running as a uh, Republican for Congress. He's he's a, an, an actor. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So I think it's safe to say that it's, it's probably not the same guy. But, you know, we'll have to find out. All right. So Jack Smith. In his most recent filing in President Trump's classified documents case, uh, is doing all he can to try to draw a distinction between the classified documents of Donald Trump and the classified documents of Joseph Robinette Biden. So I can do that for you. First of all, Donald Trump was freaking president of the United States of America. He had ultimate authority over All documents classified or not. President Trump, as president, had the power to declassify everything if he so desired it. In fact, he likely did. He declassified a ton of stuff, everything related to Spygate before he left. Uh, Now, Joe Biden, as vice president of the United States, had no such authority. He had no authority at all 
to declassify, to take documents either from the White House or from the inside of a skiff, which should not have even been possible. That means that either he snuck them out or someone allowed him to take them, which means that I think they should be punished as well. But Jack Smith, obviously, he sees it from a slightly different perspective. Uh, He's arguing that Donald Trump's crimes, alleged crimes, are much, much worse than Joe Biden's exact same situation, except, again, that Joe Biden wasn't president. So this is the first time that Jack Smith has actually addressed the special counsel's investigation. Uh, And, of course, the report uh, that detailed Joe Biden's mishandling of those classified documents and, of course, Joe Biden's elderly and infirmed demeanor. So Jack Smith is opposing President Trump's motion to compel discovery in the Mar-a-Lago classified documents case. He uh, accused President Trump of engaging in deceitful criminal conduct. From the filing, the defendants have not identified anyone who has engaged in a remotely similar suite, suite of willful and deceitful criminal conduct and has not been prosecuted, nor could they. Huh? Are you sure about that? Are are you sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? You sure about that? Because I'm pretty certain, I'm pretty certain that's exactly what Joe Biden did. And I think maybe the distinction, like the only distinction that I can see between these two cases is that Joe Biden is uh, dealing with early onset dementia, some form of Alzheimer's or a significant brain deterioration disease. Obviously, Donald Trump uh, doesn't have that. And hold on. Did you guys see my coffee cup? Check it out. All right. Uh, obviously, I think Jack Smith is going to perceive this case in just a slightly different light. So, Uh, He says and continues, Trump, unlike Biden, is alleged to have engaged in extensive and repeated efforts to obstruct justice and thwart the return of documents bearing classification markings. That is. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Obviously, a mischaracterization of what exactly happened. President Trump, of course, because of his presidential immunity, did not believe that he had uh, the 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 requirement to just simply hand over everything that the government said, hey, we want all of it. I mean, if they would have had their their way because they were looking for this binder, which had all of the Spygate information in it, they would have just came and taken everything. President Trump was involved in in, in an ongoing conversation about what they were looking for. And all of these documents were locked up safe and secure inside of his home. So uh, continuing on the evidence concerning the two men's intent, whether they knowingly possessed and willfully retained such documents is also starkly different. I would say that the intent was well known. I mean, Biden was bragging about it to his biographer. He was talking specifically about the classified nature. He stole classified documents from a a skiff, a sensitive compartmentalized information facility. 
I mean, how can you not take classified documents from a skiff without having some deep level of intent? And of course, they've decided to charge President Trump, whereas they would never charge Joe Biden. But as we have documented on this channel, it doesn't matter that President Trump has 31 counts of willful retention of national defense information. It doesn't mount that doesn't mean or matter that President Trump was also charged with eight counts related to obstruction, uh, which were part of that superseding indictment. Joe Biden's classified document scandal is so much worse because at the time that Donald Trump left office, he had presidential immunity. Joe Biden was never president. He was vice president. He never had immunity. He never had any authority to take the classified documents or sneak them out of that sensitive, compartmentalized information facility. And he stored them all in unsecure locations. Not to mention, I didn't get a chance to talk about this the other day because we had so many other things to talk about. At the University of Pennsylvania, Robert Hur, the special counsel investigating Joe Biden's classified documents, was unable to determine who had access to them because the University of Pennsylvania deleted the records of who came and who went during that time that Joe Biden was storing these classified documents in his office and, of course, in a broom closet. Uh, what do you want to bet that there were members of the Chinese Communist Party or the People's Liberation Army or perhaps even just another honeypot that Hunter Biden had brought by so that he could smoke a quick crack rock on top of his Biden, his dad's pile of classified documents? Don't forget, there was Kathy Chung, the executive assistant uh, who was referred to in Robert Hur's report. That was the gatekeeper for Joe Biden. She basically controlled who came in, who left, and who handled all of these documents. This is actually a um, – uh, uh, um, cl- not classified, but um, it's a redacted image of Kathy Chung. Uh, this is a picture of her, I guess, with the documents. Um, mishandling these documents uh, was something that she was guilty of too. But you know what? They never charged her. Kathy Chung never had the authority. Kathy Chung never had the high security clearance necessary to handle these documents. Kathy Chung is as guilty as Walter Nauta, the guy who President Trump had move some documents. Here she is. They've got her face bleeped out. We also don't know who this is over here, but Kathy Chung's got a a pile of classified documents right on her desk. Um, Biden uh, appointed her to a job at the Pentagon as Lloyd Austin's assistant. Now, in that same position, she still has access to some of the most highly sensitive national security materials and military documents uh, as you would find anywhere. I would say Kathy Chung and the Chinese Communist Party got uh, quite the leg up when Joe Biden got her that uh, that that improvement of a job. Uh, she also admitted to lawmakers that she knew that the eyes only V POTUS folder, which is produced right here in this image from the actual report. She knew that this folder contained highly classified information. And not only that, but it was specifically related to intelligence sources and methods. Okay, so if you or I looked at this folder just to figure out what was in it, we could be submitting ourselves to the dangers of getting prison time. Nothing happened to Kathy Chung. Nothing happened to Kathy Chung. Kathy Chung is not an elderly woman who a jury would have difficulty convicting. Kathy Chung also never had a security clearance. She never had the uh, ability to look at that stuff. But again, they are not choosing to convict her. 
In Robert Hur's report, he said Mr. Biden's office did not lock. And the adjoining outer office where Mr. Biden's executive assistants maintained his files was always accessible through Mr. Biden's office. He also said that the vice president's office could only be locked from the inside using a panic button. So if you had visitors walking into that office, they could just walk right in. They could pick up whatever files they needed. Uh, Many of those people were probably from China. Probably a fair number of them were also from Ukraine or perhaps Romania or Mexico. Any of the countries that Joe and Hunter and the Biden crime family did business with to enrich themselves over the years. But Robert Hur couldn't identify who had accessed Joe Biden's documents because wouldn't you know it? The University of Penn Biden Center, they deleted all their logs conveniently from 2017 to 2021. There there was basically no security at the Penn Biden Center. And back in 2019, uh, visitors no longer needed a key fob or any sort of security escort to access any of these floors where all of the classified documents were housed and stored and this is all according to Robert Hur's report. Uh, also, don't forget, Joe Biden shared this classified information with his ghostwriter on at least three different occasions. Uh, according to Robert Hur, in 2017, Joe Biden read aloud from classified passages uh, about meetings that he had in the Situation Room. Uh, he said verbatim what was on that page, classified information that Mark Zwanitzer had no business hearing or having access to. But Biden wasn't charged for reading that classified information. Uh, And, of course, they believe that the jurors would conclude his actions were unintentional. You're telling me that a man who spent 50 plus years in Washington, D.C., 50 plus years of having access to secure information and materials like this wouldn't have known? Like this is the standard. This is the threshold that we have right now in Washington, D.C., People are just too stupid to know they've broken the law. So that's what we're going to say. Now, uh, Marcus Wanser, don't forget, he also deleted evidence. He deleted the audio recordings that he had conversations with Joe Biden because he learned about special counsel Robert Hur's appointment and he didn't want to hand over the evidence. This is just like Hillary Clinton and Cheryl Mills and all of their ilk smashing blackberries with hammers. After wiping them. And according to the report, Zwanwitzer deleted those files before he received the subpoena. He probably got a call from someone that said, hey, this is a representative of the Biden crime family. We know that you're going to be subpoenaed. So you need to delete all of that stuff. So we've got multiple people that were close to Joe Biden who had access that shouldn't have had access that at the very least should be charged with obstruction or destruction of evidence uh, or any number of uh, espionage like uh, charges. But, of course, Walt Nauta and Carlos D. Alvera are the people that have been charged around Trump. Nauta was the valet driver. He's been charged with five counts of concealing or withholding documents and conspiracy to obstruct justice. Uh, D. Oliveira, he's the property manager at Mar-a-Lago. They hit him with a number of obstruction charges because he didn't know that any of the boxes at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence contained classified material. He was unaware of the investigation. He never saw any classified materials. But they're hoping that by charging him, they can get him to turn on President Trump and give them something incriminating. Can you imagine what kind of a world do we live in, guys? If only Kathy Chung or Mark Zwanitzer 
were charged in the same way. Maybe they would be willing to give us some information about their old boss, Joseph Robinette Biden. Oh, and look at this. This I, I just learned about this yesterday after I got off the air. Uh, I was pretty excited about it. For a lot of people watching this, probably all of you, it should not be a surprise that the Central Intelligence Agency has and maintains a uh, relatively close-knit relationship with the country of Ukraine. Uh, Now, the admission has come from, strangely enough, the New York Times. They wrote an article uh, shortly after – well, I mean, in the last couple of days, but also right before an announcement that uh, Tucker Carlson had uh, an assassination attempt on his life. And we're going to talk about that after this story. I just yes, I just need to find it and pull it up here. All right. So it's it's interesting because this article coming out of The New York Times, which is arguably a mouthpiece for the CIA, admits that since 2014, when Victoria Newland and the CIA uh, overthrew the democratically elected government in Kiev and then replaced them with their own sympathetic Western government, uh, the CIA has really built up a much larger presence than they had. But John Brennan, during this 2014 time frame where they built all of these specific bases, uh, he was right there. He was in the thick of it. So this op-ed in the New York Times, or excuse me, not this op-ed, this expose in the New York Times um, includes a, a fairly unknown and uh, uh, it's the sort of story that you don't hear all that often. OK, it's a, a fairly rare thing for the U.S., uh, the intelligence community, certainly the CIA, to admit that they have this sort of uh, instrumental uh, effect on the government of, of Ukraine or any other nation and specifically their 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 decision making in this war against uh, Vladimir Putin. But they have financed a number of high tech command and control spy centers, uh, and they've been doing so for a long time since well before Russia decided to invade. Do you remember when when they kept telling us that Putin was going to invade on a certain day? Well, likely it's because the CIA had these high tech listening facilities in Ukraine and they said, well, we can't tell everybody how we know, but we can certainly tell everybody to be on the lookout. Uh, now, Zero Hedge has said that The New York Times has admitted that this program was established a decade ago uh, and it has been maintained during the administrations of these three American presidents. It started under Obama. It was there during Trump. Who knows if they told him that it existed? And then obviously it's continued working under Joe Biden. Uh, they said that the, the CIA was attempting to modernize Ukraine's intelligence services uh, and also transform it from that former Soviet state and, and turn its capabilities into something that's more aligned with Washington's uh, interests. And they're more intelligence partners against the Kremlin. Uh, so this means that the disclosure of this closely guarded secret uh, has just pushed us that much closer to World War Three. If the Russians didn't know about it before, Obviously, this is going to be something that they are not too keen on. Uh, And, of course, it makes the CIA largely responsible publicly for the war that has currently been taking place. Can you imagine uh, any nation, any small nation like Ukraine, continuing to fight a major world power like Russia under the current circumstances if they weren't being backed up by the Central Intelligence Agency? I certainly don't. 
And I, I think that Russia is probably going to look at it in the same way. It's funny because Vladimir Putin made reference to the CIA on a number of occasions during that interview with Tucker Carlson. And I think that this is what we've all thought this entire time. Um, obviously, somebody was operating those uh, biological laboratories, those weapons laboratories in Ukraine. Certainly the, the CIA, since the beginning uh, of their uh, their tenure back in 1947, they've been operating in Ukraine. They've been propping up the former Ukrainian Nazis that have become the Azov Battalion to this day. Uh, they have been infiltrating Russia through that border right there. Uh, they've also been engaging in what is likely terrorist actions. Certainly the uh, explosion on that Russian bridge, certainly the explosion of the Russian oil pipeline. I would hazard a guess and say that all of them were the CIA. I really don't see a different language that you could use. Without these modern elite commandos that the CIA is training, they say there would have been no way for us to resist the Russians or to beat them. Funnily enough, it's still not going to help the Ukrainians beat them. Um, so these may come as no surprise to you guys, but I'm interested to know if you think that the average American is going to have read this article uh, and they're going to be surprised in any fashion or has the reputation of the CIA preceded it uh, and 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 spread out across the American public in general. I, I've been very honest about, you know, my, the kind of bubble that I live in. I mean, you know, we all know the CIA is corrupt. Does the rest of the country know that the CIA is corrupt as well. I find it difficult to believe that they don't, but I do know that, you know, there's a lot of people and uh, many of them probably are just not keyed into what's going on. Uh, Mr. Anderson, you are correct. CIA and NATO are the biggest terrorists on earth. Absolutely. 100%. All right. So I thought this was interesting, especially considering the fact that yesterday the Russians announced that they thwarted an assassination plot against Tucker Carlson. Now, you have one guess as to who it was. Well, it was the Ukrainians. But if the CIA is running the Ukrainian intelligence services, then that means that essentially the CIA attempted to assassinate Tucker Carlson while he was in Russia to interview Vladimir Putin. Uh, so this young man that you see on screen um, was arrested in the midst of attempting to plant an explosive device. He was arrested in Moscow, and uh, the first report that I saw of it was from Simon Ateba. Simon Ateba is the African White House correspondent that I believe was kicked out by Corinne Jean-Pierre. So <clears throat> he was purportedly being paid by the Ukrainian intelligence services, again, de facto CIA, uh, to plant that explosive device on the vehicle that was being used by Tucker Carlson while he was interviewing Russian President Vladimir Putin. So uh, let me show you the uh, the original tweet just so that we've got some context here. Right here. Breaking attempted assassination of Tucker Carlson. A man has just been arrested in Moscow, accused of being paid by Ukrainian intelligence to plant an explosive device on Tucker Carlson's vehicle and assassinate the pri the prominent American journalist while he was there to interview Vladimir Putin. I know that's what it's going to say. And there that's the end of the uh, the tweet. Now, after Simon broke this on Twitter, a lot of people jumped on it. Um, and of course, the Russians put out a videotaped confession of the guy, which, again, you can see 
right here. Um, it, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, a recording of a, a Russian confession before, but I'll tell you what, the FSB, they know how to get things out of people. And uh, I can only imagine you know, what they did to him or threatened him with leading up to this confession. And who knows, maybe he gave it up willingly. And maybe as soon as, as he was arrested, he said, you know, okay, cool. I'm just going to let you know. So in the video, it shows a 35-year-old man by the name of Vasiliev Piotr Alexeyevich, and he claimed that he was ordered by the main directorate of intelligence of the Ukraine Ministry of Defense back in November of 2023 to take this explosive device to the parking garage at the Four Seasons Hotel in Moscow. Now, once he was there, he was supposed to place it under the vehicle that was used to transport Tucker Carlson. Uh, He was going to be paid $4,000 once he completed the task and attached the bomb to Tucker's vehicle, but While he was attempting to do it, he was detained and he was unable to actually plant the bomb. Now, in his video, he alleges uh, that he had no idea at the time that he was asked to plant the bomb that it was supposed to go on Tucker Carlson's vehicle. I guess the Ukrainians, a.k.a. the CIA, reached out to him and agreed to pay him if he was successful. Uh, but he was never told you're you're supposed to assassinate Tucker Carlson. He did uh, seem to show a bit of contrition. Um, he, he said that he was sorry for what he did. And I think I would like to go ahead and play the video so that you guys can see this. Let me just make it big here. Um, He gives his name, his date of birth, says he was recruited by the Ukrainian intelligence directorate. He said he was trained in working with special communications, collecting and detonating explosive devices, and uh, working with caches. A cache, obviously, would be this bomb. So on January 31st, he got the task from his handler to pick up an explosive device from a hiding place. He was told that he would get the $4,000. And the device was to be used on this vehicle in the underground parking lot at the Four Seasons in Moscow. He was supposed to pick it up from a hiding place, put it under the car. And the plan was to kill, you know, whoever it was that was going to be in the car. But he wasn't told at the time. Um, you know, ironically enough, it turns out to be Tucker Carlson. I mean, just moral of the story, guys, if uh, the Ukrainian intelligence director reaches out to you and says, hey, we're going to give you four grand to place a bomb on somebody's car. Probably not a good idea. Yes, he says, now I know it's American journalist Tucker Carlson. What went wrong? He was detained at the preparation stage. I'm sorry for what I did. Uh, you know, I mean, I think he definitely is sorry for what he did. He's probably going to end up in a Russian gulag for uh, quite a long time. And it's not going to be a uh, a, a very fun time. Um, okay. Uh, kick Dreaming, you. When did you email me? I just saw that you said you emailed like pictures. And is your name Kick Dreaming on here? Yes. Oh. Hey, I've never seen I've never I've never seen your messages on Telegram before because I get so many of them. But anyways, I just got I just got it. Okay. I oh. <laughs> see that you sent me a uh, a reaction to my reaction. Oh, this is the the bridge. 
The guy that the the family, the the husband and wife that went up the uh, the curb and blew up at the southern at the Canadian border. That's hilarious. All right, you guys. Uh, yeah, do me a favor, please hit the like button if you haven't done so yet. Also, I need to remind you about the sponsors of the second half of today's program. That's, first of all, my friends at onenessdrops.com. Onenessdrops.com, use code RP78 to pick yourself up some chlorine dioxide water purification kits. Uh, and, of course, when you get chlorine dioxide, you can make water clean and safe to drink. You can also uh, kill bacteria, um, microbes, viruses, all kinds of nasty, creepy crawlies. So chlorine dioxide is great to have on hand. Uh, you can also dilute it, use it as mouthwash. It kills gingivitis and the uh, bacteria that cause cavities. Uh, also, head on over to MyPillow.com. Also use code RP78 to save up to 80% off of every single product that Mike Lindell has on here. Made in America. Everything for your bathroom, your bedroom, and, of course, your medicine cabinet. Uh, you got bathrobes. You've got slippers. You've got pillows and mattress toppers and mattresses and washcloths. Like I said, literally everything you could ever possibly use. Very, very comfortable. Very, very nice and luxurious. You will love the Giza Dream Sheets. Absolutely 100%. There's no way that you can't. So head on over to MyPillow.com. Use code RP78. And then finally, you can also head on over to Prepare with RedPill78.com. While you're there, you can get the special pricing that's only available for the viewers of my program. Uh, you're going to save $60 off a four-week supply of emergency food. When you purchase that, it'll automatically uh, get uh, get applied. You'll get free shipping. It's uh, it's it's survival food. Uh, so it's going to last up to twenty five years on the shelf. Breakfasts, lunches, and dinners over two thousand calories a day. Definitely get over there and check it out. You want to have food? Make sure you've got uh, clean water to drink, and then of course a clean place to rest your head. So thank you very much to prepare with Red Pill seventy eight. Thank you very much to Mike Lindell at mypillow.com. and thank you to Oneness Drops Don't forget RP seventy eight is the code. And I hope you, you sure guys, about that. Are you sure about that? Yes, I'm sure. You sure about that? You sure about that? All right, so I need to figure out a way so that just doesn't happen automatically. But all right, so uh, someone had mentioned yesterday that the second half of James James O'Keefe's expose about the IRS had been released. James uh, ended up confronting the IRS agent who admitted to a Tinder date. Somebody thought he was going to uh, go home with that night that the IRS is in use of an artificial intelligence that is scanning the bank accounts of every American, every business and even every citizen of the earth. It's looking at every single person's bank account and it's checking for fraudulent activity. In the first six months, they re- they were able to recapture something like $500 billion, ridiculous amounts of money. Uh, so I think the only way that you would ever be able to keep yourself off the radar of these uh, uh, authoritative and uh, constitutionally corrupt uh, federal agencies is to not use the modern banking system. Uh, I Maybe you, you just buy like prepaid Visa cards and load those up. There's going to be fees and stuff, but let's be honest, you got fees at your bank. I mean, I'm spending money just to have a bank account. So this new footage was revealed yesterday after James O'Keefe confronted this IRS agent, uh, and he ended up having to chase him down because the guy definitely did not want to speak with him. Uh, So let's go ahead and uh, watch the clip. (laughs) Let's bring this up and have a good laugh. Alex Mena with the IRS. (laughs) Are you Alex Mena with the IRS, sir? 
Um, you're part of an undercover investigation. Okay, They're talking about you going after small people, people destroying lives. people's lives. You have no, no problem, problem doing that. that. You're on a hidden camera as part of a hidden camera they investigation. Like they don't have any empathy at all towards it. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Sir, you're on camera, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Sir? Really sorry. Sir? And when I went to the, um, to the criminal investigation... This, you know, is this you on camera, sir? No, that's not me. That's not you. That's not you? Who denied his identity. That is certainly you, sir. It's you on hidden camera. Um, sir, what, what you said that it's unconstitutional, the warrantless searches at the IRS, sir? Sir? Sir, you say... Sir, sir you're running... We have a runner here. We have a runner at the IRS. Where are you going? Sir, this is not, you said it's not you. Is this not you? Sir? Sir, we have a runner. We have a runner at the IRS. We're going for a jog here in New York City with a criminal investigations unit at the IRS. We're running it. Whoa, this way, guys. This way. We're running. Up. <laughs> we got a runner at the IRS. I got my chocolate chip cookies. I got my cookies. <laughs> my chocolate chip cookies. Fastest <laughs> boy. Fastest boy. I'm fastest boy. A few moments later. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's hiding. He's hiding. He's just in a He's hiding. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. He's hiding. Are you filming? Where are you going? He hid. You trying to hide from me? We're in New York City, in the West Village. There's an IRS guy working in the criminal division who's running away. Hey, this is a marathon. I drive on chocolate chip cookies. Then he's running away from me. And he says it's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. Watch out, doggy. Okay. We are on Hudson Street. Hudson in New York City and Barrow. I can't go farther, James. <laughs> okay. Our cameraman's winded. We're going to throw up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have no fear of fainting in a gym. I always throw up in the gym. I threw up many times while I was working out. <laughs> Woo! Let's go. <laughs> Get him. Oh, yeah, come on. James. Okay, okay. Hold on. Okay. I can't breathe. I understand. Ah. I know. It's, it's tough. James. James. Come on, man. Uh-huh. I know, you're doing great. You're good, you're good. You're, you're surviving. You're surviving, right? I just can't breathe. I'm James O'Keefe. In the West Village in New York City. The individual Alex Mina. Inside the IRS and the Criminal Investigations Division. Has ran inside there and he's hiding from us. Building. That was not a jog. 
That was a flat out. was an all-out sprint. <laughs> he sprinted. He denied his own identity. <laughs> That's right. The official for the IRS denied that he was who he was. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've seen some crazy things in my life. <laughs> but an IRS individual running like Forrest Gump after he's caught on camera saying that the warrant program is unconstitutional and I dropped my chocolate chip cookies so guess what we're doing we're going back to get some more chocolate chip cookies because you got to eat the cookie camera person and I did not and that's why you almost threw up and I didn't God works in mysterious ways (laughs) reporting from the West Village in New York City this is James O'Keefe with OMG so good oh god i hope they get back to that guy and get him on the record too big for bike says zach i just finished voting in michigan i got two i voted stickers but only voted once there was a libtard complaining that they wouldn't give him a republican ballot to vote for nikki well at least there's that guys even in michigan there are people who know the law in uh in the election booths Oh, good God, that was so funny. All right, so getting back, I should have put this up at the front of the hour because we were talking about the border situation. But uh, as I mentioned, there are criminals that are being allowed into the United States because Venezuela, you know, it's it's a dirt poor country. Inflation's out of control, uh, although they are oil rich. I mean, they have the ability to produce energy and make a buck. But of course, communism or socialism Neither works in practice. And so what you have is just another lawless nation like you see here in the United States. Venezuela emptying out their prisons. Now, Maduro has specifically commented on this. He said that he's not going to take back any criminal illegals that have made their way up here. And, of course, President Trump uh, was asked about this and he weighed in on the issue. So let's take a listen. Fox News alert. This is I thought that this was a uh, a segment. It's a 10 minute segment. We're not going to be able to listen to that. So here is President Trump's isolated commentary. They're not sending their finest even beyond their prisoners, even beyond their mental institution patients, even beyond all of that. They're not sending their best. So Venezuela announced today they're not going to take them back under any circumstances because they don't respect our country and they don't respect our president. That will not happen under me. We're going to get the criminals out first and they're going to be out of here fast and they're going to be right back to their countries or there's going to be a great retribution. Retribution, I think, should be the word for 2024. I like that. I like the idea of retribution. I mean, how many times have we said over the years that it just seems like we just can't get anywhere because nobody listens to us. So the guilty never pay. Well, here's an excellent opportunity to make sure that that happens. If there's an opportunity to get a job for the federal government helping to round up these criminal illegals, I'm going to raise my hand. I will happily help to make sure that the United States is free and clear of these criminal illegals. And I would also like to deport people like this Democrat operative right here. Remember yesterday I mentioned a little bit about Jeff DeSantis, D.I. Santis, not D.E. Santis. Uh, This is the operative that the Joe Biden regime placed in the district attorney's office down there in Fulton County. Also, I wanted to comment. Someone had asked, I think it was Glenn, had asked if this Tucker Carlson assassination could be a Russian false flag. Absolutely. I mean, everything is possible. Um, 
So, so there, there's two options here. Um, the first, I'm going to say, I think it's plausible that Tucker Carlson truly had an assassination put out on him uh, by Ukrainian intelligence, which would mean that the CIA was behind it. Why do I think that? Because the Ukrainian government has a kill list of journalists who are not sympathetic to them or who are at least listening to the Russian point of view. The journalist, uh, Chilean-American journalist Gonzalo Lira, that I have spoken about since, you know, the invasion of um, of Ukraine or the specialized military operation, he was one such person. He was put on there. Other American journalists have been put on there. That transgender spokesperson for the Ukrainian military, Sarah Cirillo or Chris Cirillo, I don't remember his name, um, they have specifically called out journalists that were put on that kill list. It's not a a figurative kill list. It's a literal kill list. If the Ukrainian military comes into contact with one of those journalists, they are to be murdered uh, or they're to be brought in to be uh, killed in a a prison or something like that. So it's a literal kill list. They want to kill those people because those people are dangerous to the propaganda coming out of the Ukrainian government. Uh, Tucker Carlson was on that list. He's still on that list. He is probably the most dangerous journalist on that list because more people listen to Tucker Carlson all over the world than I would say probably anybody else. And we're going by numbers on like, you know, X and then, of course, you know, podcasts, his his program on his website. So Tucker Carlson presents a, a real, true and honest threat to Ukrainian uh, superiority in terms of propaganda. And as uh, an extension of that, he poses a threat to the Central Intelligence Agency. So I think that 100%, it's possible that the Ukrainians actually put a hit out on him, and this guy was a part of it. Now, do I know with 100% certainty that that's exactly what happened? No. Uh, But I think it's plausible, and I think it's likely. However, I'll give it to you, Glenn. It's also plausible and likely that the Russian government thwarted a fake assassination attempt against Tucker Carlson and they just use this guy as a patsy. Uh, Totally possible. Uh, But I guess I would ask, you know, what would be the benefit for the Russians? Clearly, if Tucker Carlson was murdered, the CIA and the Ukrainians would no longer have to worry about him speaking the truth about what's happening in that country. What would be the benefit if it was the Russians and uh, they thwarted a fake assassination attempt against Tucker? I, I'd, I'd love, honestly, I'd love to get your your thoughts on it. Um, Lisa has dropped a Rumble rant with a YouTube video. Let me copy that, and we'll open it up over here. Okay, I don't know why it's taken so long. And I don't know, it's not working at all, babe. Hmm. Let me, uh, let me try to pull it up in a different browser. Yeah. (laughs) This is my favorite, this is my favorite Trump moment. And I've played it here on the show before, but Lisa and I were watching it the other day, cracking up. Um, why won't it pull up in Safari? That's so annoying. Ah. Ah, okay. Here we go. Has he offered to withdraw? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could just, I could put it on repeat. 
Come on. Why, why, why is it doing this? Trump hiss. This was so great. He was actually saying thank you very much, but they cut off the thank you part. Yes. Uh, too funny. What I want to do is make a sticker of this for the chat. Hmm. And it's not working. I don't know. Anyways, honey, thank you for sending it. I will uh, I'll, I'll, I will get that uh, that looped and we'll get a sticker of that. All right. So we have to talk about the district attorney's office in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to start with a little bit of new information that we received in the last 24 hours about Jeff DeSantis. The Biden regime puppet who was sent down to the Fulton County District Attorney's Office to run point on the political persecution of Donald John Trump. And I just wanted to be very clear about who Jeff DeSantis is. This grease bag right here is the man that we're talking about. Uh, The operative has a lot of experience working within the federal government and for the Democrats. And the entire operation to take down President Trump is built around this one man. As I said yesterday, you've seen Fannie Willis's testimony. She's not intelligent. She's not the one who put together all of these charges. Uh, and of course, DeSantis and Willis have a longstanding history. He worked for her campaign. He was the former executive director of the Democrat Party of Georgia. He's got a lot of knowledge when it comes to campaign finance law. He was also the deputy director of compliance for the DNC. Uh, And, of course, he's worked in dozens of states all across the country. He's worked for virtually every office you can hold at a high level, including the president, including senator, governor, representative, AG, district attorney, mayor, as well as for a national political party committee. I would imagine at least one of those is going to be Joe Biden. So uh, keep an eye out for Jeff DeSantis, because I think we haven't heard the last of him. And now that he's been revealed, uh, we're going to get new information about him. So we're going to save the Biden news to jump straight ahead to more information coming out from Fulton County District Attorney. Now, late yesterday, this story broke. That Judge Scott McAfee had ordered that former law partner and lawyer for Nathan Wade, Terrence Bradley, was going to be forced to testify today about the relationship between Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. Uh, Now, of course, there was uh, quite a bit of effort that was put into making sure that Nathan Wade would never be able to testify about his knowledge of Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade's relationship uh, because the state bar of Georgia and I would imagine the lawyers for Nathan Wade in the district attorney's office had claimed that there was attorney client privilege there, that any conversation that Wade had had about Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis was going to be considered to be privileged because uh, even if it was knowledge of a, a, um, the start of this relationship impeaching Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade, it was carried under his status as a lawyer for Nathan Wade in his divorce uh, against his former wife, Jocelyn. So uh, Judge Scott McAfee put together uh, an email late Monday night, uh, and he said that there are certain communications that Terrence Bradley had with Wade that are not protected 
by that attorney-client privilege uh, provision. And uh, there were a number of people who received this email, and that news broke, and I believe the Atlanta Journal-Constitution was the first one who reported on it. So that compelled Terrence Bradley to testify early this afternoon. He testified for several hours. He was questioned by a whole host of lawyers who were representing um, both Michael Roman and then also President Trump. Uh, Now, Considering the fact that Nathan Wade and Terrence Bradley worked together so closely, uh, and of course, Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis's relationship was rather close knit as well, the chances were pretty good that Terry Bradley was going to have the inside scoop on exactly what was going on in that relationship. And for some reason, my browser is uh, not working. And, uh, all of the stuff that I had lined up to talk about it is not uh, is not showing up. Okay, now <clears throat> it is showing up. All right. So first of all, first of all, uh, Nathan Wade uh, was very nervous as Terrence Bradley sat there on the stand, and strangely enough, they placed Nathan Wade directly across from Terrence Bradley so that he could see Nathan Wade as he was testifying. Obviously. Nathan Wade is not going to want Terrence Bradley to say certain things. And uh, to Terrence Bradley's credit as a lawyer, uh, he did a fairly swell job of uh, lawyering his way around the questions. As I said early on, the language and delivery of, uh, of a statement or a question is so vitally important. And when you're a lawyer, you are specifically directed to try to tease that out of a person in the most specific way possible. And so anytime there was a, a any possibility of attempting to perhaps um, uh, get around answering a question because he didn't want to, Terrence Bradley did just that. Now, It was really interesting because a lot of the questions that I saw with Ashley Merchant revolved around the specific communications that Terrence Bradley had with Miss Merchant, the lawyer for uh, Mr. Roman. And uh, Terrence Bradley seemed to forget like everything that they were discussing. Uh, And it was only when she presented him with the truth of his statements, and usually it was in text message or email form, only then did it seem that Nathan, or excuse me, that Terrence Bradley could remember uh, what they had actually spoken about. So uh, the ultimate statements that were made that impeached Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade uh, had to do with Terrence Bradley, excuse me, (laughs) Terrence Bradley and Nathan Wade speaking in their office together uh, when they were sharing office space before Nathan Wade was the special prosecutor on the Trump case and Bradley stating that Wade admitted to him that they had been dating, that their love affair began before 2022. He said, I recall him stating at some point that they were dating. I can't tell you what date that was. Now, this, of course, I believe to be a lie. Terrence Bradley knew that if he stated this conversation took place Before Nathan Wade became a special prosecutor, obviously that would impeach both Nathan and Fannie. 
And it would be now a second witness directly connected to them in a personal and professional manner who could confirm that they both lied on the stand and they both lied and misrepresented their relationship in documents that were filed before the court. Let's go ahead and take a look at this short segment from Terrence Bradley's testimony. It looks like I'm going to have to open it up here in another window. Why is nothing working? Come on. This is like the best part here. Uh, Okay, so let me see if I can get this one to show up. All right, so we also have text messages that were revealed uh, in court today. These text messages show that Nathan Wade admitted that he and Fannie Willis began their relationship before he was hired uh, and before he was appointed as the lead prosecutor in this Trump Rico case. Now, these text messages, considering the fact that they are a direct admission from Nathan Wade to Terrence Bradley, uh, it is an even more damning assertion that both of them lied under oath. Now, It was also quite clear that the lawyers for the district attorney's office were engaged in some form of coaching of Terrence Bradley as he sat there on the stand, as he would forget whatever it was he had just been asked or ask Ashley Merchant to rephrase the question or to repeat the question, um, or he would deny the statement that she made only to then come back around and admit it once it was forced upon him or he had evidence shown to him every single time the prosecution for working for Fannie Willis and these guys, every time they could, they would jump out of their chairs. Uh, they would object to the question and almost universally judge Scott McAfee overruled their objections every single time. It seemed like he was getting really sick and tired of them attempting to coach Terrence Bradley, uh, sick and tired of them attempting to obstruct the proceedings. He said time and time again, you know, we've already addressed this. I've stated that there is no privilege. I've also stated that I want Mr. Bradley to answer these questions. And so it would be overruled, 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 overruled. He also appeared to be assisting Ashley Merchant in a couple of different areas because he knew that this information needed to get out. Now, I stated uh, recently in uh, covering this story that it was revealed that Judge Scott McAfee, uh, I had, well, I mean, long time ago, I mentioned that he and Fannie Willis worked together for a couple of years. Uh, I also stated that while McAfee was working at the Department of Justice, he had donated at one time to Fannie Willis's election campaign, something like $120 or $150. Now, that in and of itself is not, in my opinion, a tell that McAfee is going to rule in favor of Willis and Wade. Um, certainly, it gives people a data point to consider if you're wondering whether or not he's going to do the right thing. Um, however, because he had not previously revealed that, it also made him look like he was potentially trying to skirt some ethical rules and hide his association with this woman. So right now, Judge Scott McAfee is in the position of potentially uh, finding himself in ethical dilemmas where he could have his career derailed if he doesn't find in favor 
of the defense, Michael Roman, if he does not disqualify Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade and then de facto disqualifying the entire district attorney's office. It looks to me like that's exactly what's going to happen. Now, there is going to be uh, continued testimony tomorrow. And there was a clip here I wanted to play, multiple clips I wanted to play. Let me see if I can get this one to work. Told you. Um, or I asked you, I'm sorry, the question, the last question I asked you was, what did Nathan Wade tell you about the relationship? The same objection, Your Honor. And that's already been ruled upon. I recall him stating that at some point they were dating. Uh, I can't tell you what date that was. It was made in confidence. We were in the back of our office. Our offices were the only two in the back. There was no one else present. That is all I can tell you at this time. He's full of shit. One time? One time. You only had a conversation with him one time about the relationship? Objection. Asked and answered. No, I think that's a uh, clarify for a thorough and sifting cross. Miss Merchant. You, you, you hear that? Judge Scott McAfee, he's like, nah, not so fast, not so fast. He didn't answer the question. We need him to clarify. He, There was a lot of this that was going on today. I thought it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. I do not recall any other time that he mentioned uh, that they were in a relationship. No. Um, so other than, so you talked about this one time, um, and you said you don't know when it was, though, correct? That is correct. Um, was it before Mr. Wade, before you got the contract in Fulton County? Let's start with that. I do not recall. Okay. And um, how did it come up? Say again? How did it come up? I do not recall how it came up. Um, it was in the back I know it was, I know where it occurred um, in our offices in the back. I can't tell you what we were discussing prior to that. Yeah. So I don't believe him in the slightest. Um, Here he is uh, again attempting to skirt around answering the question at all. When you told me that their relationship started when she left the DA's office and was a judge in South Fulton. Where did you obtain that knowledge from? It was, I was speculating. Um, I didn't have a, um, so like right there. When he doesn't know how to answer to try to get around the obvious truth, he had already told Ashley Merchant the nature of their relationship, the dates around his knowledge and how he came across that knowledge. Essentially, he's looking up and he's looking directly at the prosecutor working for the district attorney's office 
Uh, allegedly, there were some hand signals that were going on. Uh, obviously, a lot of objecting, even though there were no grounds for objection. And these attorneys being very skilled, having worked in this field for many, many years, they would have known that. They should have known that. But, of course, they were doing everything they could to try to obstruct these proceedings. Everyone involved understands the precarious nature uh, that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade are finding themselves embroiled in. Quite literally, this is not only uh, about ending the trial, the the witch hunt against President Trump and these so-called 18 co-conspirators or 17 now. It's a matter of them losing their careers entirely. And as I stated, it's so dire, it's so obvious Judge Scott McAfee, if he doesn't want to have his entire career called into question, well, then he's going to be forced to rule in favor of disqualification. Now, from what I understand, there are no additional witnesses are going to be called. Terry Bradley was it. Uh, I believe that maybe they're going to be looking at some additional exhibits. There was some question today about Ashley Merchant, the lawyer for Michael Roman, handing her telephone over to the DA's office so they could uh, get an imprint of it and then look at her conversations with Terry Bradley. Um, but uh, I think only that serves to impeach him even more. Uh, continuing on, just want to finish with Mr. Bradley's answering of this question. There's so much silence. There's so much mm, kind of, you know, wavering and kind of looking for the uh, the signals coming from the DA's office. No one told me I was speculating. No one told you that? No one told me that. You were speculating based on things that had been told to you or things you had observed? So I'm going to object as to uh, the nature of, uh, of this line of questioning because the witness has made it clear he was speculating as to how or what he knew. And if it's speculation, it's inadmissible before this court. All right, but the motivations for his reason for speculating would be admissible, so I'll overrule that. Thank you, Judge. Was this speculation, when you told me that, was that based on things that had been told to you and things that you had witnessed? I never witnessed anything. So, um, you know, it it was speculation. I can't tell you um, anything specific if that's what you're you're asking. So why, Terry, why would it be that you're speculating about this? And there was also a conversation about him requesting that she changed things in her filing because he wanted to ensure that she put it exactly as he had stated. Uh, let's see if we can find these uh, text messages or the clip discussing these text messages. Here we are. These new adjustable glasses. Got to get past the, the trailer, the, the commercials on Rumble. One more. Five, four, three, two. Bonnie Willis and Nathan Wade were in a romantic relationship, correct? Correct. And um, it began at the time that they were both municipal court judges, correct? I Objection, Your Honor, based on privilege. That overruled. Was the attorney privilege. Okay, overruled. I do not have knowledge of it starting um, or when it started. Um. All right, that's all. This is a 10-minute clip here. I definitely do not want to play the entire thing. Ah, text messages. Here we go. Maybe you've heard about... Just waiting for the commercial. 
May I approach? God, that's loud. I'll show you um, a couple texts to refresh your memory and then one. Okay. So this is what I wanted to show you. Terrence Bradley has been denying making statements. He's also denied telling Ashley Merchant things. And on a couple of different occasions, she had to come up and present him with the evidence. And oh, yes, now I recall. Uh, So uh, who knows? Maybe he's going to be in danger of being charged with perjury as well. We'll see how the judge reacts. Oh, yes. Oh, I see. I see now. I remember. Are these supposed to go together? Yeah. Oh, these are two uh, two separate dates? Completely different dates. Okay. All right. Hold on. Minnesota Patriot says this judge is blocking the evidence. I I would uh, be interested to know exactly what it is you're referring to, because from what I understand, he has allowed a lot of evidence to come on in. Now, clearly, there were some things that were still considered to be privileged. But really, the only thing we need is the admission that the relationship began and that Terrence Bradley was aware of it. Prior to the start of Fannie Willis's court trial case against Donald Trump and Nathan Wade's appointment, CL Meadows 66 is when you make a deal with the devil, Soros, you are going to get burned. Uh, so, yes, the um, we'll see. We'll see. But I think the judge is going to surprise people and uh, he's going to be forced to disqualify. It certainly felt that way when he was allowing Ashley Merchant to take her line of questioning. And then, of course, Trump's lawyers did a spectacular job as well. So I know we talked about a number of occasions where you said the text was just about the footnote. Um, But do you recall me asking you... um, do you think it started before she hired him? And you said, absolutely. Do you recall that? I see that in a text message, yes. Okay. See, look, he won't even admit to what his statements were to Ashley Merchant before the case. So here's the thing. Someone got to Terrence Bradley. Someone threatened Terrence Bradley in the interim between the time where he admitted and spoke to Ashley Merchant and, and you know gave her his knowledge. He had the knowledge. All right. And obviously, now that he's on the stand, he's backtracking. He's trying to get around it. But she saved everything. She's got copies of all of it. And um, do you also recall me asking you how they would react if they would attack me? And you said, no, they will deny it. Your Honor, objection as to speculation as to how he thinks they will react. I think it goes to the motivations of the witness overall. Oh, I think it goes to the motivations of the witness overruled. Yeah, so we can hear this. This is going to be entered into evidence. Told me that they will deny it. That, that's written in there, yes. Um, I just want to, one last opportunity. You're an officer of the court, correct? I am. And you're under oath today? I am. Is there any of your testimony from today or the previous days that you want to correct? That I want to correct? Yes. <laughs> no, I told you everything that... You've, I've answered everything that you asked. 
Thank you. Uh, yes. So he's put himself into a bit of jeopardy. I can't wait to see what the closing arguments are going to be tomorrow, uh, because, you know, obviously the, uh, the, the the process of getting the witness to answer all these questions on the stand and then putting it together with the evidence that they've had to be able to present. Uh, it's going to show these discrepancies between everybody's stories. But the one constant is that there will be multiple witnesses impeaching the testimony of Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis. Again, as Terrence Bradley was just asked, they are officers of the court. They have a fiduciary responsibility to be honest. And of course, if you're under oath, you must testify honestly. And if you don't, it's considered perjury. It's a criminal offense. But Fannie Willis is a district attorney. All right. Nathan Wade is a special prosecutor. This is a case against President Trump. The president of the United States, the front runner in the current presidential election. Clearly, this is about so much more than just going after some common criminal. Now, as I stated yesterday, we have whistleblowers inside the district attorney's office who are speaking out about what's happening behind the scenes. Well, another whistleblower has just come forward uh, and admitted and exposed Fannie Willis's DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion training. She has subjected her employees to a mandatory race training. It forces the entire office to rate people of color, black or white, and to associate them with feelings of good and evil or good and bad. If you don't participate in this quiz, the whistleblower has said you get fired. Now, sources who have actually shared this DEI race training with Breitbart News, of course, they want to remain anonymous because they don't want to be retributed against. They don't want retribution to be faced in them. They don't want to lose their jobs. uh, And they have direct knowledge of the corrupt and hostile work environment inside Fannie Willis's office. I think they're hoping that at the end of the day, Fannie Willis is no longer going to be working there. So they've described the race training as a directive that's come straight from the mind of Fannie Willis. She's injected racism into the office uh, from the moment she got hired. She won the election in 2020. Of course, she's up for re-election right now. And it's been an ongoing witch hunt against President Trump since 2021. Uh, this is called an implicit bias test. And a Harvard website has generated the diversity, equity, and inclusion slides. And it's made some of the people who have taken it uh, feel ashamed to be white. Uh, Willis had some guy be live for roughly eight hours, a source said. He was a former member of Obama's White House. So the training has suggested that the United States was founded upon the sins of the white man. And, of course, the slaughter of Native Americans. Uh, somebody who had taken the test said, I thought it was so wrong. Uh, Willis pulled it off as diversity training, but it more was like an attack on white people uh, and specifically a, uh, a, a a test that was designed to impugn the character of white people in general. Uh, one element of the training described by a source uh, showed a test slide where the users had to choose to move an image of a white person to a block that said bad in order to complete the training program. It wasn't just about their opinions. They were directly being told by this Harvard study that white people are bad and black people are good. Here are some actual slides from it. You can see it's got the Harvard EDU website right there. 
put a finger over the left green area for items that belong to the category of white people. You've only got white and black. Uh, and then this one area right here. Uh, right here, white people or black people, uh, good or bad. Are they good? Are they bad? And if you move white people to good, then you're going to fail the test and you can't continue. Hate white people or black people. Uh, and right here, next you'll categorize items into groups as fast as you can. These are four groups and the items that belong to each. Male, man, son, father, boy, uncle, grandpa, husband, male. Female, mother, wife, aunt, woman, girl, female, grandma, daughter, science, astronomy, math, chemistry, physics, biology, geology, and engineering, and liberal arts. Uh, and of course, at the end, you've got uh, all of these uh, specific genders and races that you've got to take this implicit bias training for. Here are some actual questions. What statements best describes you? I strongly prefer white people to black people. Obviously, you're going to fail if you click that one. I moderately prefer whites to blacks. And then they do the same thing. I strongly prefer black people to white people. Here's another one. Uh, How warm or cold do you feel towards black people on a scale of one to ten or one to zero? Ten, zero to ten. Extremely warm to extremely cold. Uh, this sort of training is instilling in people that the idea that that race truly does separate us and that there is a right or a wrong answer to that. You know, people are not simply evil, bad or good based upon the color of their skin. Uh, there is a, an, an infinite amount of opportunities for people to be big pieces of crap. Uh, regardless of what the color of their skin is. It's all about the content of your character. And it's too bad that this country has gotten to the point uh, where we focused so heavily upon this stuff. It's crazy having grown up in the 80s. You know, we, we were told to ignore race. Uh, and now it's like the only thing that you're allowed to see. All right. One final story, actually. I, I, I wanted to follow up on that story about Google's Gemini AI um, because I thought this was hilarious. As a result of their woke... Uh, it, software programming that was instilled into the artificial intelligence that was producing historically inaccurate images such as this. I guess that Google lost some $90 billion in their stock value. Their stock cratered when they finally released their artificial intelligence image generation software and people discovered that you couldn't create historically accurate images. Uh, there was an implicit bias in the artificial intelligence. Um, now, not only was it producing wildly inaccurate images, but it also defended pedophilia and Joseph Stalin. Apparently, it was also asked if it was ever okay to misgender Caitlyn Jenner if it meant that you would be able to stop World War III. And the artificial intelligence said no. It was never okay to misgender anyone, even if it was going to save the lives of millions of people all across the globe. So clearly... Google was attempting to inject their own implicit bias into this software that it was hoping people would use. And then, of course, it would brainwash people into thinking the way that they do, uh, essentially erasing white people, holding pedophiles aloft, uh, praising communism. That was the first thing that I found that it was willing to do. Uh, it would also condemn Adolf Hitler uh, and claim that he was a more negative impact uh, than businessman Elon Musk. But it refused to say if libs of TikTok 
or Joseph Stalin were worse for humanity. When I asked it about how many people have been murdered on planet Earth as a result of the scourge of communism, it refused to answer at all. All right, so we're going to go ahead and end it there. Uh, Let me make sure I've said thank you to everyone over here. Yep, now I need to do the final thank yous for my friends over here at pilled.net. See if there's any questions, comments. Uh, Thank you again to CyberXSpeed, LKW Cross, Porpoiseful, Sean, Joe, and Nikaz. Uh, Thick Ray says, uh, this is the best way to drive home with Red Pill 78. Hashtag the truth is loose. Thank you so much, Thick Ray. Uh, thank you to Sean Joe for dropping a couple of cookies. Thank you to Vader as well. And then Brubark says, any correlations between the CIA, CIA spy bases in the bio labs? So up until this point, uh, we've had no specific uh, geographic locations for where these CIA spy bases are. Uh, I, I would say that it's probably pretty difficult to, um, to, to separate those things. Obviously, the biological laboratories were operated and funded through the Department of Defense. Certainly, the Central Intelligence Agency would have had a a strategic advantage if they were able to produce those biological weapons to take out uh, Russians. I I mean, I I can't imagine that those biolabs were in operation without knowledge or uh, the active affiliation with the CIA and their running of the Ukrainian intelligence directorate. So I'm going to say yes. We don't know for sure, though. All right, you guys, you're the best. Thank you for hanging out with me. I've got the rest of the night off, and uh, i got to work on my taxes. i got to finish my taxes. So uh, until next time, I hope to see you tomorrow. I'll be here at 5 p.m. for another episode of Red Pill News, and then I've got Altered State at 9 p.m. If I don't see you then, maybe I'll see you later. Good luck, and God bless.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.